Let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, you are good. Your mercy endureth forever. This is a great moment, a moment that we cherish because every moment in your presence brings strength, brings health, brings prosperity to us. I thank you, Father, that you will think through my mind, speak through my lips, a relevant word that will cause us to be greater than what we've already been, to do more, to have more, to achieve more. You are great, and we honor you now. We thank you for revelation knowledge. Nothing, nothing that you give me to say will be left unsaid as I yield to you. And I thank you that your people are ready to receive it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Are you hungry? All right. Amen. Dante has a tremendous job, man. Tremendous job. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you give, their, give him a hand clap and the praise team? All right. Let's get our Bibles out. I need you to do me a favor. Take your Bibles out. Raise it up. Put it in the devil's face. Make a bold statement and say, this is my Bible. I believe. I am who this book tells me that I am. I believe I can do what this book tells me I can do. And I thank God that right now my life shall change. I'll never ever be the same in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, we're going to talk to you today off a message entitled Faith That Awakens. We're going to talk to you off this subject, Faith That Awakens. You and I, if we've been saved any period of time, we understand that faith is what we believe in our hearts and what we confess with our mouth. Faith is an inward thing and we want it to even the more get deeper because faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. In other words, it gets deep within our spirit to the point that nothing can move it out. But we're going to talk to you about faith that awakens because this is the last night or the last day of the revival, okay? All right. Now, I want to say something real quick that there are four things that causes faith to not be present or active. Four things that causes faith not to be present or active. Number one, the devil. The devil. The devil. Yeah, the devil don't want you and I to live this faith life. The just shall live by faith, according to Habakkuk chapter 2. The just shall live by his faith. Then the Bible tells in the book of Galatians, the just shall live by faith. The book of Romans tells us the just shall live by faith. And the book of Hebrews tells us the just shall live by faith. And then 2 Corinthians 5 tells us that we walk by faith and not by sight. But the devil, there's a wicked spirit, there's an evil spirit that will attack the minds, attack the hearts of people once they leave this place, not wanting us to live by faith. Remember, we don't go by these senses, what we can see with our natural eye, hear with our natural ear, or touch with our natural hands. We go by the word of God. Number two, Wrong associations. Wrong associations. If you're hanging with the wrong people, you'll never have faith. 
If you're walking with the wrong people, talking to the wrong people, you'll never have faith. That's why this kind of environment is crucial. It's necessary that we come to the house of God for iron sharpeneth iron, so doth a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friends. When we read in the book of Joshua and the book of Numbers, we read about how that there were 10 spies sent out. Y'all know that from the book of Deuteronomy as well. And I mean, 12 spies sent out. 10 of them came back with a negative report. Why did they come back with a negative report? All 10 of them came back with the same negative report because they were associating with each other. But two, Joshua and Caleb, they were associating with each other and they came back with faith. They came back saying, if the Lord delight in us, we are well able to take the land. Y'all remember that? So it's important who we hang around with. The Bible said, can two walk together except they be agreed? The Bible said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33, be not deceived. Evil communications corrupt good manners. So who we associate with will help our faith or destroy our faith. All right, wrong association. So the devil and wrong association. Hang around the wrong people. Tell your neighbor, hang around the right people. Amen. And number three, bad-looking circumstances. Bad-looking circumstances causes people not to have faith. Now, this one is very important because each and every day, you and I are going to see some bad-looking circumstances. I'm telling you, you're going to see things look worse than it's ever had because we're living in the last days. Perilous times shall come. And you're going to constantly hear bad news on the television. You're going to constantly hear bad news on the radio. And you're going to constantly meet people that are going through bad-looking circumstances. And these bad-looking circumstances are trying to rob us of our faith. But we must not allow that to rob us. The Bible says that Abraham is dealing with his wife Sarah. He considered not, considered not, didn't consider her own body being dead. Man, that was a bad looking circumstance. God talking about having a child. One thing when you're in your 20s and 30s. But man, you wait till somebody get 90 years old and tell them they're going to have a child. They're going to look at you like you've lost your mind. You've gone crazy. But God is a good God and he wants us to know that we're not to go by how it looks. Some of you right now, you don't believe you ever going to come out, out of debt. You know why you don't believe you ever going to come out of debt? Because your circumstances. You can have more bills than it look like you got money, but you got to believe God. And tell every bill, you will be paid. <laughs> I will owe no man nothing but to love him. I'm telling you, faith is a powerful thing. And this is what? Faith city. Y'all talk to me. Bad looking circumstances got people depressed. Bad looking circumstances got people blowing their brains out. Bad looking circumstances 
can be so bad looking that people think you're never coming out of it. But the devil's alive. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver them out of them all. You're coming out of it. You're coming out of it. The fourth thing is dishonor. Dishonor causes people to never have faith. If you don't learn how to honor your man and woman of God, if you don't learn how to honor preachers, if you don't learn how to honor people who are teaching faith, amen, you will never, ever walk by faith. Amen. Listen, Matthew 13. Turn your Bible to Matthew 13, verses 57 and 58. I've got to move quickly. And they were offended in him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. You got to learn how to honor people who come up here and grab this mic. Oh, you didn't hear what I just said. You got to understand that who grabs this mic and preaches and teaches to you, you must learn how to honor us. Because if you honor us, what we're going to impart to you is words of faith that'll get you out of anything. Hallelujah. Now listen at me. If you were to go to a doctor right now and the doctor were to examine you and the doctor says to you, you got cancer. Immediately you might start crying or calling people, telling people, I got cancer. Body may start feeling, you believe what that doctor said. And here I am today, sent all the way from Tarboro, North Carolina, to tell you, you coming out of the storm, you coming out of trouble, and every bill will be paid. I wish I had somebody who will honor what I'm saying. Now, I'm not just telling you to honor it because I'm saying it. I'm telling you to honor it because it worked for me. And if it worked for me, it's got to work for you because the God we serve is no respecter of person. Come on, if God is able to help me pay off my house, pay for my car, pay for my stuff, why can't he do it for you? Come on, say amen. Tell your neighbor he will do it for you. And tell them it's, it's your time. It's your time. Yeah, whoever don't want to agree with that. <laughs> oh, won't he do it, Sister Marilyn? Sister Marilyn believed with me. She believed that God could pay off her house. She believed that God could pay off her car. And she's driving it now. And she got a house that's paid off. Hallelujah. Monique grabbed a hold of faith. And asked the preacher about God will help you pay off that car early. And Monique paid off her car. Come on, somebody. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God said, I'll give you houses you didn't build. I'll give you wells you didn't dig. So if Anita believe what I'm saying, she got a house, a mega house. Come on, somebody. Yeah, God can do this kind of stuff. That's what God is all about. But see, you cannot dishonor me or dishonor your man of God and don't want to listen at me but a few minutes and listen at the news and watch movies for two and three hours and think you're going to have faith. We shut men of God down too quick. Why you think, how you think 
People like Jerry Savelle and Kenny Copeland and all these men are able to drive jets and, and talk about how much money they got because they listening at each other. They hearing faith. They get up in the morning from 10 o'clock and they have a service and then they have another service and they hearing nothing but faith and yet we want to come in and get a quick fix and go out here and round all these dollars. Oh, Y'all ain't gonna hear what I'm saying. Round all these folk that like they ain't got $10. And like they ain't got $25. You're going to meet some people tomorrow that you talk to them. Oh, girl, I ain't got no $25. <laughs> oh, girl, you know how it is. I'm making it. How you doing? I'm making it. And you got to face that on a day in and day out basis. People are talking the problem and not faith. And yet, we want to rush in and rush out of here rather than honoring who got the mic. Oh, tell your neighbor, neighbor, better listen at this preaching. He might help you a little bit. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I mean, I'm from a little bit of city called Tarboro. If anybody can do it, you ought to be able to do it. I'm from Tarboro, North Carolina. Come from apartment 81 east side home. Tarboro, small city, 13 books on TV every single day. Oh, nobody, nothing. Tarboro. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. A city so small that in 15 minutes you out of it. Tarboro. Tell your neighbor, it's by faith. 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 And that's what I do. Man, I listen at so much word. Listen at these guys teach hour after hour. Faith, 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 faith. Soon later, I said, my God, if you've done it for them, you can do it for me. I used to see Fred Price come on TV. I said, God, you put him up there. You can put me up there. I went out, man, of God, years ago, I went and started buying number cufflink shirts. I told my wife, only buy me cufflink shirts, nothing else. I said, I'm going to be on TV one day. She said, you are? I said, yes, sir, I'm going to be on TV one day. Yeah. I remember we listening to Kenny Copeland one day, and the Lord said to me, he said, you believe I can put you up there like I've done Kenny Copeland on TV every day? I said, yes, Lord. I said, but you know how much it costs, don't you? <laughs> I mean, I'm on radio right now, but TV costs. He said, Do you, I didn't ask you that. He said, I asked you, do you believe? I said, yes, Lord, I believe you can do that. Amen. Went to the TV station, man, talked to me. He said, how many days you want to be up there? I said, every day. He said, sir, we ain't got nobody up here on TV every day. I said, hey, but I want to be up here every day. <laughs> Signed the contract. We became on TV every day. Then the Lord told me to go to another station, get up there every day. Went to another TV station. I said, I, he said, I want to do I said, every day. <laughs> oh, come on, somebody. I'm just crazy enough to say anything God tells me to say. Because it ain't by sight, it's by faith. And when you honor men of God, God will do something in your life. We're in a day and time when nobody wants to honor people. People talk about the president. They'll talk about the vice president. 
They'll talk about the governor. They'll talk about the mayor. They'll talk about the preacher. They'll talk about the preacher's wife. They don't have no sense of honor. And whenever you don't honor who God is raising up, who God is using, you will never get faith. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I said. You let them other folks talk about Bill Winston. You just hush your mouth and listen at him. He'll help you. <laughs> oh, come on. Say amen. Man, I bought them all. He knows something. Man, now I got a, a ministry going in 10 different cities talking millions of dollars. Come on, somebody. You better learn to listen and honor people who know what they're talking about. They told me years ago, so, oh, bitch, drop, you going to write a book? Oh, you ain't going to do it. I, mean, I wrote 13 books. Can be found in books and bonds and Nova, books and millions. All you got to do is go in there and ask for Van Sharp. I didn't know where the money was going to come from. Didn't have to. God told me to write it. This thing is by faith. Look at your neighbor and say, by faith. by faith. Now, what we're talking about, faith that awakens. We See, see, faith is there in a believer's heart, but I'm trying to wake it up. I come to stir it up. I come to tell you it's time to wake up that faith on the inside. Now, listen at this. Five things working against Christians in the United States. There are five things working against Christians in the United States. Christians in the U.S., five things working against us. Number one, a spirit of slumber or sleep. Right when I'm getting ready to preach this kind of word to you, all of a sudden you feel a little sleepy. Right when you're trying to hear a word like this, there's a spirit of slumber and sleep that is trying to rob the believers in the United States. That ain't robbing people from Africa. That ain't robbing people from other countries. Folks from other countries are coming here and dance all night. Praise God and listen at the word until they, you can't even talk no more. But, but saints over here in the United States fall asleep. Fall right on the sleep. Tell your neighbor, watch out for that spirit of sleep and slumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People right now ready to go and get something to eat and go to sleep. While I'm preaching right now, you know what people mind on? Where we going to eat. And it's robbing us. It's working against the Christian in the United States. Number two, a spirit of error. Moving quickly. A spirit of error. There's a lot of error that you're trying to eradicate from the minds and hearts of people. You're trying to make them understand that God don't mind you having money, just don't let money have you. You're trying to make them understand, have cars, but don't let cars have you. Have, glory to God, good things, but never let things rob you. That is a spirit of error when you put things above the kingdom, when you make things more valuable than the kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. A spirit of error when we value even musicians more than we do preachers. Some people will pay a musician more than they will a preacher. 
A preacher can come and preach and they won't even pay that preacher holler nothing and somebody come and play music and they play the musician. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I said. I don't care how great Tasha Carr can sing. I don't think she should get more money than me. Oh, y'all didn't get what I just said. If Tasha Carr come here right now today and sing in this church, she shouldn't leave with a bigger check than me. Because what she doing is good. It's inspiration, but it won't hold that body of believers once they walk out that door. Oh, I'm walking heavy right now. I know I'm walking heavy right now. That's a spirit of error. That's a spirit of error. Hallelujah. I said that's a spirit of error. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed not by singing. The worlds were framed by the word of God. And if God trying to change your world, he's going to change it by what you say out of your mouth. God framed this whole world by his word. Hallelujah. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I said. Oh, I respect John P. Key. I respect all them singers. Amen. Folks will come and pay $50 and $60 to go get that ticket. Go see him. Go see him. And you ask for those same people while the preacher is preaching and teaching the word. Get fifth and sixth. Man, I ain't got no fifth at all. Where am I going to get $50 from? <laughs> it's a spirit of error. If that's a spirit of error. We're in error in so many areas that we need to get our minds renewed to the word of God. And understand that when cancer and other things attack your body, when that man of God came under attack with prostate cancer and other things, it took the word of God. And he's alive today. When his wife came under attack with cancer, it took the word of God. I couldn't go there singing Tasha Carr. Oh, y'all ain't going to help me out. Y'all ain't going to help me out. Stand up, man of God. Stand up, elder. Amen. When he, when he was under attack, glory to God. I couldn't go there to my, oh, God, play Tasha Carr's song. Play the song. My wife and I, we got a CD. We couldn't go there playing that CD. That CD wasn't going to help him get through that. That man of God knew that needed somebody to talk faith to him. Pump faith to his life. Pump the word of God in him. When his wife had been diagnosed and they said to her, they're going to have to take her kidney. She's not here today. Amen. But they were talking about taking her kidney. Telling her, we're going to have to take one of your kidneys. You got cancer. We can take one and you can still live. Well, it didn't take. I didn't go in there playing no song. I went there talking word. Talk, I, I told her when she came down to the church, her and her daughter, her daughter is here today. Amen. We came down to that church, glory to God. And I told her, I said, I said, y'all come on in out my office. Her, her mother, and Pastor Reese and I sat in that office and I sat there for about an hour and a half quote nothing but healing scriptures. I said, you get that one? I said, look at here. The Bible said in Psalm 103, bless the Lord, oh my soul, bless the Lord, oh my soul, forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all your iniquities, who healeth 
all, all your diseases. I took over there to Matthew chapter 10 and one, and he gave his disciples power against unclean spirit to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and disease. I took over there to the book of James, as any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. Y'all ain't gonna help me out. I kept quoting word to her. Hallelujah! Then we lay hands on her. To make a long story short, the doctors had her Go with God, give me to take her in, amen, to get her kidney taken out. But when they got in there and looked, they said, we ain't got to mess with nothing. We don't know what happened to the cancer. Somebody say hallelujah. It's gone. I said it's gone. She got both her kidneys today. Somebody shout hallelujah. And he's alive today. Faith. We're in error. We're in error. Spirit of error. Number three, another thing that's fighting against Christians in the United States, a spirit of doubt or unbelief and offenses. Doubt, unbelief, and offensive. Some people can get offended by any little thing. Somebody can be offended by what I'm saying right now. Well, I tell you what. I love me some Tasha Cobb. Ain't nobody tell you not to love Tasha Cobb. We just telling you she don't deserve what I deserve. Or what your pastor deserves. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Just give me my respect. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Go ahead on, stay in your little pride corner, fold your arms up, get mad, poke your mouth out. It ain't gonna change what I'm saying because one day you're gonna need faith and when your child gonna need faith. Somebody in your family going to need faith. And when they do, I guarantee you a song won't do it. I guarantee you. The Bible said in Psalms 107 and verse number 20, he sent his word and healed them. He sent his word. He healed them according to his word. He exalts his word above his name. You got to love the word. You got to know the power of the word. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Romans 1, 16. For it is the power of God unto salvation. It's the power of God unto salvation. Don't you ever fall in love, men, single men, if you ain't married. Don't ever fall in no woman that don't love the word. Let her go. I don't care how good she look. I don't care how good her hair look, her, her hips look. Go on about your business. You don't love what I love. I love the word. I, I don't love you because you can cook. I don't love you because you can clean. I love you because you love the word. Because if you don't love the word, you don't love God. Because God and his word are one. You can't tell me you love God and don't love his word. When God said in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was gone. I watch how people respond to the word. They sit there all stuck up while the word coming. I don't know about studying that. This ain't no fashion show. You ought to be saying amen, hallelujah. You watch that man. If that man ain't saying hallelujah, amen or nothing, 
I don't care how many ways he got in his hair. Let him go down the street. <laughs> I don't care if he do look like Isaac Hayes. And he got a voice like Barry White. But if he ain't got no word in him. Not going to do you any good. Not going to do you any good. Number, number four, number four, number four. Here go the thing that's hurting the Christians in the United States. Amen. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, don't get offended. Don't get offended. Yeah, folks get offended. Won't even come back to the church. Get offended at somebody. Get offended at something that was said. Get offended. You cannot live successfully by faith if you're going to easily get offended. Because real love, the Bible said, is not easily Huh? Well, she hurt my feelings. She didn't say that right. Well, maybe she was having a bad day. Maybe something wasn't going right. Amen. Don't get offended. And watch this. If you get offended at somebody in the ministry or in around you on your job, don't go telling everybody else and ain't told the person that. You you stirring up trouble. You making that person have new enemies. And you rehearsing it, which making it get worse for you. Cause these other folk gonna add stuff to it. Girl, I wouldn't have took that if I were you either. Girls, you better be glad she didn't say it to me. Cause if she had said that to me, I know what I would have done. You wouldn't have done nothing. You just boasted. You would have done just like I done, walked away. Talking about you would have done something. You wouldn't have done nothing. <laughs> Just trying to stir up something. Trying to make me get more offended. Amen? Husband, why I have issues? They go and tell everybody. Right? You know what? My husband, he, he did. Why are you telling them and ain't talking to your husband? Why are you telling them and ain't talking to your wife? Have you told them? No. Why? Well, why are you telling me? The Bible said if somebody offend you, you are to leave your gift at the altar. Go and talk to the person. If they will not hear you, go and get another person and try to talk to the person. If they won't hear you then, he said bring them before the church and let's get the thing straight. People don't do what the Bible say do. Number four. A spirit of worldliness, busyness, and distractions. That's what's messing up a lot of folks in this United States. Worldliness, busy. We busy, busy. How you read your Bible today? No, I'm busy. How you listen to some messages today on, on television? No, I'm busy. How, 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 you, you bought the book that you did? No, I'm busy. We busy. Getting nowhere, busy. <laughs> Doing nothing, busy. Getting robbed by busyness. And not doing that that relates to purpose. See, coming here today relates to your purpose. That's why the devil is offended by you being here. He didn't want you to come. He didn't want you to hear this word that I'm saying. Because this relates to your purpose. And all things work together for good to them that love God and are the call according to his purpose. 
relates to my purpose. I am finding out things in here so I can go out there and walk in my authority. So I can go out of these four walls and walk like a new creature in Christ. So I can go out these four walls and be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. I am learning things in here so I can be more productive out there. But people are busy and they're distracted and they have little or no time for God. Rush God out of everything. I'm telling you, it's amazing. And we're in a faith fight. Number five, a spirit of death. That's a spirit of death in the United States, both spiritually and naturally. It's like in the book of Revelation, God told the church, told one church, you have a name that you live it, but you're dead. And a lot of people are dead. You ought to thank God that you're in a living church. <laughs> I say, y'all, thank God you're in a church that's alive. Our statement about our church at Newness of Life is a church alive is worth the drive. I don't care how far I got to drive to get to a church that ain't dead. It's a blessing from the Lord because it's going to awaken my faith. It's a blessing from the Lord to get to a place where it's alive. Look at John 11 and 11. It said, these things said he, and after that he said unto them, our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. A Lazarus name means help of God. The church is to provide help. It's to provide strength to the community and to others. We are the church, not the building. We are. And I come here as a prophet of God, as a man of God, to stir you to awaken your faith. Because real faith has to stay woke. The only time for your faith to go to sleep. Your faith is a shield. The Bible said you are to quench every fiery dart by the shield of faith. First John 5 and 4 said, This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Faith. So faith needs to be awakened. Look at Romans 13 and 11. Romans 13 and 11 says, and that knowing the time, that now it is, high time to awake out of sleep. It's time to wake up. For now is our salvation nearer, our deliverance nearer than when we believe. Time to be able to be strong in faith. That when I talk to you, y'all be faith talk. When you talk to me, it's faith talk. Glory to God. Romans 13, 11 through 14 in the Message Bible in the message Bible says, but make sure that you don't get absorbed and exhausted in taking care of all your day-by-day -day obligations. That's how the devil got people so absorbed. They day-by-day -day obligations got them messed up that you lose track of the time and doze off. Oblivious to God. The night is about over. Dawn is about to break. Be up and awake to what God is doing. Hallelujah. We got to wake up to what? What is God doing in your life? Hallelujah. God is putting the finishing touches on the salvation work. He began when, he first, when we first believed. We can't afford to waste a minute. Must not squander these precious daylight hours in frivolity and indulgence, in sleeping around and dispensation, in bickering 
and grabbing everything in sight. Get out of bed. Get dressed. Don't lauder and linger waiting until the very last minute. Dress yourselves in Christ and be up and about. Can you say amen? Now, I'm, I'm going to read 13 and 11 in the, in the Passion Translation. Drop down to 14 in the Passion Translation. It says, to live like this is all the more urgent. For time is running out and you know it is a strategic hour in the human history. It's time for us to wake up. For our full salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. I'm going to read it to you in the Passion, Romans 13 and 14, and the Passion says, instead, instead, fully immerse yourselves into the Lord Jesus, the anointed one, and don't waste even a moment's thought on your former identity to awaken its selfish desires. All right, Ephesians 5, 14 through 16. I'm moving fast because I'm going to get this in full time. Wherefore, he said, awake thou that sleepeth, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Look at this in the Message Bible. Wake up from your sleep. Climb out of your coffins. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, this ain't no time to be in the coffin now. Time to get out in the coffin. Get out in the coffin. Look at somebody else. Tell them, get out in the coffin. Got your legs crossed, got your arm folded. Get out in the coffin and wake up and give God some glory and give God some praise and give God some honor because you got to keep living a faith life. My God, I don't understand people not wanting to be debt free. I don't understand people don't want to have, a, 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 I'm not talking about making a six figure. I'm talking about having six figures in your bank account. I don't understand people don't want that kind of life. I don't understand people not want to leave something behind other than bills for their children. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Hallelujah. He said, climb out of your coffins. Christ will show you the light. So watch your step. Use your head. Make the most of every chance you get. These are desperate times. See, my job in preaching to you is not tell you about how much I got for you to work, want to be me or to worship me. No, 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 no. I told you, that's what singers and entertainers do. They want you to worship them, make an idol of them. A preacher is different. A preacher is to expose you to truth because they want you to have it in your life. That's why I love preaching. Because preaching is to get it in my life. Y'all didn't get what I just said. I said preaching is to get it in your life. I haven't done it successfully, man, till you open your spirit up. Let me teach you the word of God and everything that God promised gets in your life. And you become an advertisement of God's healing power, of God's prosperity, of victory, of overcoming. Hallelujah. That's why I don't mind blessing my pastor that taught me the word of God years ago. I bless him on his birthday. I bless him at Christmas because I know what he taught me went to work in my life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The woman of God blessed us the other day because she said, I said, wait a minute. I said, I said well, how much you want to charge for? She said, nothing, Pastor, because why? She said, you have blessed my life. That's what it's all about. Your pastor is preaching. This woman of God is preaching. They ain't trying to be no movie stars. 
We ain't trying to be no, well, give me your autograph. I want this stuff to get in your life. I'm happy when it gets in your life. I'm happy when it transforms your life. I'm, that's why I'm telling you, I'm telling you that God can make you a debt-free man. I'm trying to get that in your life. So you and your wife will stop fussing over bills. So y'all will start having tension in there over bills and you can get to love making. Oh, I know y'all ain't. How do you, what do you think break up most marriages? Money problems. Money problem or tear relationship all to pieces. Because <laughs> somebody's going to start saying, uh huh, this is my money. And what you doing with your money? And what you doing with your money? <laughs> 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 oh, hallelujah! But God wants you to live in overflow. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That you can get your check and she can get her check and don't even cash them. Walk around with them in your pocketbook for a few days and suddenly I'll say, oh, Lord, have mercy. I never forgot to cash these checks. <laughs> Not as soon as you get the check. Oh, I got to run to the bank. I hope that other check don't bounce. Oh, y'all ain't going to talk to me. I'm trying to tell you, glory to God, that God got something good up his sleeve for you. I'm trying to tell you that you are a triumphant believer, that God chose you and brought you into the kingdom for such a time as this. And I'm telling you, if you awaken your faith, you're going to see abundant life. For Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And I'm telling you, glory to God, that when that man of God and woman of God look at those tithes records and those giving records, you ought to be the one at the top of the list because you have given so much to God because you got overflow. Folks who complain about tithing, they broke. That's all the truth is. <laughs> Folks who scared to tithe, they broke. They broke. They didn't they, they, they act rich, but they broke. You complain about 10% of your money, you broke. You broke, man. <laughs> Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, cut some of them broke friends off. Cut some. <laughs> you better get you some rich friends. You better get you some prosperous Oh, I'm telling you, glory to God. See, see the pastors that I hang around and everything else that I hang with? Glory to God. When we go out to lunch, we arguing about who's going to pay for it. Because he want to pay for it and I want to pay for it. He want a blessing and I want a blessing. And we all both know whoever pays for it getting ready to get blessed. So we sitting there saying, no, I got this. No, I got this. No, I got, I got this. No, I got this. Can you imagine being around some broke pastors? He waiting there saying, Hope pastor pay for it today. <laughs> oh, come on, somebody. Oh, y'all listen at me. My, my, my daughter, she, was in, she went to A&T. And, uh, and, and my wife and I, because we went to college, we know how things can be in college, man. You get so hungry sometimes, you eat a can of Vienna sausage, and crackers, <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwich tastes like steak. <laughs> you in college, man. And so... My wife and I went out to a restaurant 
and we took our daughter and about 10 of her friends came to the restaurant and they were sitting at another table laughing and talking and we know we were going to take care of our daughters. And my wife and I, we thought about, man, it was rough when we was in college. We said, let's, let's, take, care of all, let's, let's take care of all of them. I said, yeah, I agree with that. We said, yeah, I said, let, them, let them buy whatever they want. And at the end, we're going to take care of all of them. So when they came and they were getting ready to, to check out, we said, give us, give us all your tickets. Oh, listen, these folk won't even say this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is a good God. God got a praise out of the heathen. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Lift your hand and say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, say glory to God. My daughter said, she said, Daddy, y'all paying for all these? We said, yeah, we got them. It's good. They said, Van Nico, thank you. We thank God for your mama and daddy. And there were times when she would call and check on us, see how we doing. She said, so-and-so said, hey, told me to tell y'all, hey, they ain't gonna forget that. Who done that? God did. And God got some praise out of it. Don't you know you can bless some of these heathen and help them come to your church if tomorrow you pay for their lunch? Now, don't pay for your lunch, then go and borrow $20 from somebody else. Lunch. No, but I'm talking about God wants you to do those kind of things. We, there have been times we've been at restaurants and, 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 and we're looking at people over there to the next table and the Holy Spirit said, go over there and pay for that person lunch. I tell my wife, I said, I'm supposed to pay for this person lunch, pay for their lunch. She said, okay, whatever the Lord said. Huh? But I ain't always been able to do it. I had to keep hearing faith. I had to keep being taught faith. We ain't all, no, we ain't all, listen to me. I ain't always been able to do that. The truth of the matter is I come from apartment 81 East Side Home. I'm a project boy. But faith that awakens helps you to do it. Now, there are four things that faith in God awakens me to. God is trying to anchor our faith in the world we cannot see. If we do, don't see the superiority of the unseen world, you will never be a strong believer. There's an unseen world right now. Something going on in that unseen world right now. Demon activity. Demon don't want you to hear this right here. Look at your neighbor and say, stay woke, stay woke, stay woke, stay woke, stay woke. Yeah, 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 just give me a few more minutes. Just now, now listen, I, I drove too far for you not to hear what I'm saying. Listen at me. I'm telling you stuff that works. And, and, and listen. I wish I had known it sooner. I really do. Because I've been further ahead than I am even now. By faith. God ain't looking at your money. He's looking at your faith. Do you know what? How God gave this man the name of this ministry, Faith City? Woo! Do you know where you at? You're in a place that's going to demand faith. Everything he done does for everything y'all done, it required faith. And to get more done is going to take more faith. So he wanted, to hear you, wanted you to hear faith so you can come on up there 
where God wants you to be. Because God wants you to be the head and not the tail. God wants you to be above only and not beneath. Now here's the good part. And God wants you to be the lender and not the borrower. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right. Faith, number one. Smith Wiggleworth, um, let me give you this point. Smith Wiggleworth said, real faith has perfect peace and joy and a shout at a time. At any time, brother. It always sees the victory. Look at your neighbor and say, my faith is making me see victory. Come on. If you married, tell your wife, say, you won't ever want for anything as long as I'm your husband. You won't ever want for anything. No, 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 listen at me. I'm telling you stuff that works. My wife and I, the other, other week, the, just the other week, I wish I had brought the thing. Just the other week, just the other week, my wife and I, sir, were invited to a dinner. They paid for the whole dinner. People did, paid for the whole dinner. Now, while we at the dinner, they said, oh, we're going to have a drawing. So the winner of the drawing going to have go on a five-day cruise anywhere they want to go. So I told the people before they were going to do it, I said, ain't no need for y'all to put y'all name in there. That's mine. <laughs> well, you see, y'all, how y'all laughing? That's my wife was I laughing. I won't laugh a bit more than a man in the moon. Because I know it's the will of God that I be blessed in the city because he knows when he do it for me, I'm going to blab it. I'm going to tell everybody. Some of you, you get blessing and you don't like to tell somebody. But God wants this stuff to get out. So here they are. They getting ready to do the drawing. And uh, the man sent the other lady out. I mean, went, the other one said, go get the lady. Tell her to come and pick the name. I told the lady before she walked by me, I said, ain't no need. I said, Van Sharp, you're going to pick Van Sharp. Ready to pick my, my wife started laughing. So I said, Look, that lady grabbed the thing. They were shaking all that. The winner is Van Sharp and Reese. See, y'all ain't even happy for me. See how y'all See, here go y'all. Y'all thinking, that's coincidence. See, that, that's why you don't. <laughs> I told you, faith is what you believe in your heart and speak out of your mouth. I believed that with all my heart that they were going to get my name. And I spoke it out of my mouth. That's the idea about those fish. I, my wife didn't tell you. I said, oh, I said, there used to be a gentleman in our church that any time I wanted some crab legs, he used to do it. Because he, he, he heard me one day, I was teaching in Bible class, that man, he said, man, I heard you say you like crab legs. He said, I'll buy you some crab legs anytime you want crab legs. So anytime, he would come to me out almost every week, you ready for some more crab? I said, yeah, go ahead and get me some snow crab. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, we go by, he said, Pastor, you ate all them crabs yet? You ready for some more crabs? Yeah, go some more crab. He said, do you like them king crab? I said, no, not really. He said, well, I'm going to bring you some king crab and some snow crab. I said, all right. Not really into king crab like that. But. So then, you know, he ended up going somewhere else and leaving the church. So I didn't have a person to bring me no more crab. But I was still, I, got those, I said, I want me some crabs. <laughs> I don't know why. Somebody going to bring me all the crab I want. And butterfish. And it happened on yesterday. 
And if you don't believe her, go over there and look at her phone because she took pictures. <laughs> I'm just trying to tell you faith works. All right, listen, number one, I'm going to give you four things. We're going to go home. Number one, faith awakens me to righteousness. Living by faith awakens me to righteousness. We want to what? Faith awakens. Awaken to righteousness. When you really start believing what God said in his word, it awakens you to righteousness. Righteousness is doing the right thing, okay? 1 Corinthians 15 and 34 says, Awake to righteousness and sin not. For some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. Matthew 5 and 6 says, Blessed are they that would do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. When I talk about waking to righteousness, under that you put A, B, C, and D, and E, and that means your prayer life, which deals with intercession, your word life, your fasting life, your witnessing and evangelism, and your praise and worship. Okay, you see those things? Your prayer life, if you really have faith, it's going to awaken you to righteousness. And you're going to believe in the power of prayer. Really, you're going to believe strongly in prayer. A person living by faith believes strongly in prayer. I believe when I call on God, I believe God going to do what I'm asking. Because I'm not asking anything that's not in accordance to his will. I'm asking God to do this and to do that. And God said, if you what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you shall receive them and you shall have them. So I got to ask in faith. And I got to believe in my word life and fasting life. Listen, don't, whenever I turn down my plate, I believe something happening. And I believe in turning down the plate. Can't you tell? I believe in turning down the plate. People told me when I stopped working in full time, I was going to get, I said, no, I ain't. I believe in turn down the plate. Fasting is important. All right? So when you, oh, I'm giving up food. I'm giving up food. Huh? You don't believe nothing going to happen. You're going to give up food. <laughs> food is good, y'all. Don't food taste good to y'all? Don't y'all believe food tastes good to us too? We preachers. Chicken tastes good to us just like it does to you. And you telling me to give it up? I got to believe something's going to happen. Witnessing and evangelizing. How many of you, when you believe when you share the word with other people, somebody going to fill this place? How many believe right now that you're going to help fill this place up? Y'all might. Come on, give me a good strong hand clap. Don't you believe there's, that there's somebody you're going to bring to this place that's not here already? Don't you believe that some more people are going to come here that ain't here already? All this good music, all this good talent, they need to hear DJ. DJ is a bad man. So some more people are going to come here that's not here. Clayton, they had on news the other day, man, y'all are booming. I said, uh-oh, Pastor Foster, I started praying for you then. I said, oh, God, bless Pastor Foster and his wife. Bless him with Newman. Clayton, they said, man, they're getting ready to build stuff in y'all city. They're going to draw even more people. Now, y'all know y'all to believe that y'all can bring somebody here. I'm in Tarboro. Tarboro is shrinking. Folk leaving that city. <laughs> and I got to believe God. Soon as folk graduate, they ready to get out in Tarboro. <laughs> they ready to go. How's y'all talk about Bahush? 
but the anointing of God and the power of God, God set me in this city. So some folks say, I ain't going nowhere. I'm coming to Tarboro. Come on, ain't that right, Brother Ricky? He drive all the way from Wilson to get to where I'm at. Told me the other day, he said, Pastor, wherever you go, I'm in. So Vanita drive all the way from Nashville. She got degrees. She's a smart, intelligent woman. Her and her husband, look at them looking all cool and smooth as a couple. They, but they get in that car and come to Tarboro. Come on, somebody. Ain't that right? We got some Rocky Mountain folk. They drive 15 miles, passing all kinds of churches to get to Tarboro. Y'all ain't gonna talk to me. We got people that drive from Greenville, driving all by good churches, but get to Tarboro. Hallelujah. Got one brother, he drive all the way from Young's, Youngsville to get to Tarboro. White brother, too. Oh, y'all ain't gonna talk to me. But I'm in Tarboro. Now, y'all ain't gonna believe God to fill this place up here in Clayton. Tell somebody, I'm gonna bring somebody. I'm gonna bring somebody. This place will be filled. This place will be full. This place will have overflow because I'm in here to witness and evangelize the city. Around all these heathens, every day you can't get one of them to come. You around all these crazy folks, you can't get one of them to come. You got all them crazy uncles and cousins that were doing the same stuff you were doing and you can't get one of them to come? The devil is a lie. Y'all gonna fill this place up. Can y'all say amen? All right, number two. Number two, faith awakens me to the power of God. Faith awakens me to the power of God. You got to believe in the power of God. That's especially healing. Healing is the children's bread and Oh, they got it? Okay. Yeah, E, praise and worship. Yeah, yeah. See, praise and worship is not something you do because you feel something. You got to send up a praise in faith. You got to send up when you, listen, y'all know my testimony. The first house my wife and I get, we couldn't afford it based on what they said. See, whenever you start praising God, get something on your mind that you want God to do and start thanking him for it. Start praising him. Y'all don't know how many services and my wife and I used to dance and we used to grab each other's hand and be dancing about being debt free. We used to dance about that because we always wanted to be able to go, we heard, man, I heard them. I, listen, I heard them. See, God would let you hear things that would get, it ain't for them they saying it. Don't get jealous of what they're telling you. Listen, because God is letting them say it so you could hear. So God wanted me to hear that we could pay cash for a car and walk off the dealership. And when I heard that, I said, oh my God. I said, no, he didn't say that, did he? He said, yeah, you ain't got to keep making carpet. You can walk, you can go in there and pay cash. Leroy Thompson said it. And Leroy Thompson started talking about money coming, money coming, money coming to me now. Said you can pay, walk in there, talking about uh, 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 they doing all that credit stuff, trying to check you all out. You can walk in there and pay cash and walk out of there with, with the keys in your car. I said, oh, yes, yes, Lord. I said, yeah, that's me right there. That's me right there. I said, that's me right there. Amen. So my wife and I, we were, we were uh, buying our robe. Glory to God. She had told them before that uh, our, she had a dream that our car was going to, down so she said let's save up for the car new car amen yeah God had told her 
to save up for the car. So when we went in there to, to get our rogue, I saw the car. We wanted to want that car. The man said, come on in, come on in. He went behind his little computer there. I said, well, I ain't no need to do that, sir. He said, what? I said, I said we're we going to pay for it right now. He like had a fit. Oh, what? <laughs> I said, no, we're going we to pay, pay for it. I ain't no need, need to do all that checking our credit and all that stuff. Amen. I heard it and knew it was possible because somebody preached it. If you don't hear somebody preaching this kind of stuff, you'll never get it. So you never get jealous of what's being said. You think about these people that got jets and airplanes. You think about how, how, much, how much gas and fuel they got to pay for some gas. I remember one time this man of God, I was talking about uh, my light, our light bill payment. I'm talking about a few hundred dollars. And the man of God just made me be quiet because he said, he said, pray the Lord. He said, man, I understand. He said, hey. he said man, our light bill is $8,000 every month. <laughs> I said, about the other day, I said, man of God, think about how much faith Bishop Jason guy got to exercise to pay like bill and pay over 300 and some employees. They paying the employee, got to pay the insurance, pay all this stuff. You got to have some faith. Number two, faith awakens me to the power of God. Number three, faith awakens my expectation. That is, faith awakens my what? Can't ever expect what the man of God just said. Speak what the man of God just said. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Why can't we expect what I'm preaching to happen for this man of God and happen in this ministry? Glory to God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. Some of y'all still stuck that I deserve more money than Tasha Cobb, so you ain't been with me ever since I said that. You ain't been with me since I said that. <laughs> I lost you back then. Amen. But let me tell you something. With my wife and I, we went to a concert. I mean, uh, John P. Key was in Rocky Mountain. And, uh, you know, they paying for tickets and stuff. And uh, I'm not going to pay no tickets like that and won't give nothing like that to God. So my wife said, no, nah, we ain't going unless we win some tickets. Well, to make a long story short, the lady had a thing on her thing, and my wife said, I'm calling. Yeah, TV program. And my, yeah, it was on TV. It was on TV. And, and my wife said, I'm going to call in there and win them tickets. I said, go ahead. Go ahead, girl. Go ahead and win them tickets. And she won the tickets to see John P. Key, free of charge. Now, watch this now. Watch this. Watch this. And he did a lot of singing and everything else. But let me tell you something. I'd rather pay you money more than John P. Key. Pastor, because I know what you got in your mouth. I left there with no substance. Listen. But I have no substance. Nothing to help me fight the devil. But if you preach, if you come to Tarboro, and when you come to Tarboro, word man because I know I'm going to leave with some substance 
Faith awakens my expectation. That's what I'm trying to do. Get you a high expectation. Get you to believe that you can have what you say. Get you to believe that what you declare will come to pass. Get you to believe that. Go. See, my daughter went to college. We said, hey, you going to A&T? That's one of the most expensive universities you can go to. And she chose it, too. She said, I ain't going nowhere else, Daddy. <laughs> I said, you come picking one of the most expensive college you can. She picked it. But by the time she graduated, oh, she don't A&T one dime. Join A&T nothing. All this stuff take money. Somebody got to be, now, now listen. This right here, thank God for a mouth. Y'all want me to shut my mouth up right now, but I thank God for my mouth. <laughs> say whatever you want to say. This mouth is blessing me. I am blessing my life with my mouth and I'm trying my best to bless you if you would just let me help you. If you would just let me strengthen you. If you would just let me fortify you. If you would just let me build you up. If you would just let me talk to you. I'll bless your life with my mouth. You have every bill paid. You have more than enough. You will live an abundant life if you would just let me bless you with my mouth. Am I talking right, Mother Hammond? She paid off her house by listening at me. Pay that thing off. Talking about, what's that, Mama? Paid off the car too. See, y'all won't listen at me. You won't let me bless you. You Okay. <laughs> when them bills go to raining down on you like they raining on a parade, you'll listen. Because I'm telling you, they ain't bringing these prices down, y'all. They inflating them. They talking about inflation, mortgage payment, everything. They don't care nothing about you. You better listen at these preachers. Faith awakens my expectations. Faith awakens my gifts, spiritual gifts and natural gifts. I wish I had more time, but I don't. And number five, faith awakens my money, my giving, and my business mindset. Faith wakes up my, faith will wake up your money. Faith will wake up your business mindset. You will get some ideas. You will get some strategies if you are listening at me. If you are listening at me, a strategy will come to you. God will give you an idea that will blow your mind. You will become a business entrepreneur and shock people with the money and the millions you will be able to possess if you listen at somebody talking faith. And don't cut them off. Let them preach. Let them teach. Say, teach that word. I know y'all laughing at Jesse the planners. He fun, ain't he? But he paying bills. He fun, ain't he? But the man rich. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. These guys talking faith, they, that's all they got the same Bible we got. But they talk in a different way. And they acting a different way. And they love God's word. So faith awakens my money and my giving. How many of y'all want to give every Sunday you walk in the door, amen, at least three or four hundred dollars? Every Sunday you walk in here. Every Sunday you walk in here. How many of y'all want to find out, go over to God, what is monthly light bill or whatever it is, and say, Pastor, I got that every month. You ain't got to worry about that no more. Are y'all? All right. Second Chronicles 20 and 20 as I close. 
And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Here it is. Believe his prophets. Notice what it did not say. It didn't say believe in God and you will prosper. It said believe in the God, you'll be established. But to profit, you've got to believe the prophets. You've got to believe what we're preaching because God has set up a system this way. Did you not know the scripture says, and then listen at this, most people don't even pay no, they don't even, they don't even know what's in the Bible. The word of God says, man of God, that if you despise the word, your prayers will not be heard. Y'all miss what I just said. If you despise what I'm preaching right now, if you despise a man of God teaching you the word, he said your prayers will not be heard. You're just talking for nothing. So when a man of God is preaching that word, you you in the amen corner. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Because I want my prayers to be heard. And I got an expectation. And I got a business mindset. Am I talking to any business people in here? Who in here got a business? Who in here got a business? Who in here expecting a business to just blow up? Who in here expecting your business is whatever you touch, it's supposed to, it's supposed to boom. It, 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 no, no, no. Your business ain't supposed to barely get by. It's supposed to take off. It's supposed to go like a jet. Somebody say hallelujah. And I'm here to tell you as a man of God, get ready for more business. Huh? Get ready for increase. Huh? Get ready for the favor of God to hit your business. Faith that awakens. I come to wake up your faith. Jesus woke Lazarus up, said, Lazarus, ha, ta, ta, ta. I come to say, Faith City, come forth. Faith City, come forth.